So I bring to you a brother whose subject today is Ramadan, the lifeline of the faithful, student minister Abdul Iman Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum. All praise is due to Allah. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, the one God to whom all praise is forever due, the Lord of the worlds, we thank him for his mercy, we thank him for his kindness, and above all, we thank him for his divine revelation, that which comes directly from God. As a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I can never thank Allah enough for him, for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan standing back on the foundation of his teacher, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The nation went through a fall, the minister went through a fall, and we went through a fall. But he got back up, and then he read a book from Brother Jabril that helped him to understand that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was still physically alive. And from that moment, the nation went up proportionately. And I'm just thankful to Allah that, uh, that I was raised by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan twice. The first time was in 1972. The second time was in 1979. And I'm just grateful in this holy month of Ramadan. We thank Allah for his divine servant. We thank Allah for all of the servants of God, prophets and messengers. We thank him for Moses and the Old Testament. We thank him for Jesus and the New Testament. And we thank him for Muhammad ibn Abdullah and the Holy Quran. But as Minister Farrakhan's student, I wouldn't know about them. I wouldn't know about Muhammad the first and the last. I wouldn't understand the context of time and how to look at the big picture of where we are today in the context of time and in the context of world events. So I'm thankful to him that as Moses had Aaron as his mouthpiece, he prayed to Allah that Allah would send him a helper from his family. And that one in our modern context is none other than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I thank Allah for Muhammad and Ali and all of the caliphs from the time of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. But in the fullness of time and in the context of time, we can see that as Muhammad had Ali, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And in their names, I greet you, my brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. Ramadan Mubarak.
Let us give those who came before me uh, a round of applause, Student Minister Aisha, Student Minister Joel, and Student Minister Hannibal Muhammad. Come on, brothers and sisters, you can do better than that. All praise is due to Allah. I am asking Allah to, to touch your hearts with a word today uh, that would come through me but not from me. It is his word. It is his teaching. Without his teaching, I'd be a fool and a tool for the white man just like many of us are today. Whether you know it or know it not. I want to start with the Holy Quran from a uh, surah entitled The Allies. Surah 33, section 5, verse 35. And it reads as such in this month of Ramadan. Surely the men who submit and the women who submit and the believing men and the believing women and the obeying men and the obeying women and the truthful men and the truthful women and the patient men and the patient women and the humble men and the humble women and the charitable men and the charitable women and the fasting men and the fasting women and the men who guard their chastity and the women who guard and the men who remember Allah much and women who remember Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a mighty reward brothers and sisters this is bringing the male and the female on equal basis you know there's many propaganda lies that have gone out to say that the women in Islam is treated uh, a certain kind of way and the masses of our people have been affected by these lies and propaganda Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him raised the woman on the peninsula of Arabia to the status that God would have her on. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has raised the woman in Islam to the point that she is the queen. She is on that pedestal. She is the mother of civilization. So happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Every day is Mother's Day, is that right? We don't wait for them to tell us when we should celebrate our mothers. But the women in Islam, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that 75% of his work was with the woman. Why? Why is that? Because it is the woman who is the first teacher. She is the first nurse of the child. If you teach a man, you teach an individual. When you teach a woman, you teach a family, you teach a community, you teach a nation. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, from the mouth of God, was able to direct certain information and teaching to our women to really make them transform out of the women of the world into the woman of God. All praise is due to Allah.
So the charitable men, the charitable women, the obeying men, the obeying women. This is important. Women have rights over the man and man have rights over the woman. The male and the female are not alike. But we come from a single source, which is God himself. Now, I'm going to read one other surah. Not a surah, but a verse. A ayat. Allah. There is no God but he. The ever-living, the self-subsisting, by whom all subsist, Slum slumber overtakes him not, nor sleep. To him belongs what is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth. Who is he that can intercede with him but by his permission? He knows what is before them and what is behind them, and they encompass nothing of his knowledge except what he pleases. His knowledge extends over the heavens and the earth and the preservation of them both tires him not. And he is the most high, the great. This is our God. But he's not a spook. He's not a spirit. The ever living, the self subsisting, we say God is a man. Well, how does man live forever? The first God that created the universe is not on the scene today. He's not here. So the question is, has God died? That's a question. Is God dead? That's a question. So when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was taught directly by God, a man, fulfilling the scripture that he would come after 400 years of his people being in bondage for a people for 400 years. He did come in the person of Master Father Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever, the great Mahdi, the self-guided one who guides all his wisdom encompasses all things. You, 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 you have to wrap, wrap your mind around this because it's hard for a Negro to think outside of himself being a nigga and a tool for white folks. But God came to give, put you back on your rightful throne. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said the question, asked the question, who is the original man? The answer is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, God of the universe. Wait a minute. How do we get from Negroes and niggas sucking on 40 ounce bottles of beer, malt liquor? Sucking on glass pipes and dropping pills and shooting dope. Or come from the college 
experience and think that they are better because now I can assimilate into the white man's world. How do you affect a mind that is diametrically different with that statement? The original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, God of the universe. God? What is God? Who is God? God means power and force. Now the first God transferred the knowledge and wisdom among 12 major scientists, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, that would carry on the work of maintaining that which the Creator created in the very beginning. The wisdom is passed on through the seed. Through the seed of that man who would be in that position. You see it in the book of Revelations. They're talking about the 12 uh, elders. The 24 elders, thank you. The 24 elders that sat on the throne. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad teach us that there are 12 major and 12 minor. The 12 major are the ones that control, but there's one among the 12 that sits in the seat as God. Power and force, more wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding, has more of a vision to see down the wheel of time. He saw us here. He saw our people that would go into bondage for 400 years being ripped off from Africa and brought on slave ships and made slaves, robbed, deaf, dumb, and blind, can't speak your own language, don't even know your own name, calling yourself Johnny and Willie and Sarah and Sadie. God came in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad and he gave us a teaching on a gradient. Yes. You and I were not ready to mainline no straight Islam. It's like, you know, you, you taking karate or kung fu or martial arts and you getting it from a Chinese and now you, you got a Chinese accent. So you get a little Islam from those who speak Arabic and now you want to be like them? No, sir. The Quran teaches us that the desert Arabs were the most rebellious rebels. No. He said, accept your own and be yourself. Well, who are you? You are an original man. You are an original woman. Right? So he had to make you fall in love with your appearance, your blackness that was uh, uh, considered a curse. Considered inferior. And they wrapped it all in into the institutions, in, in church, all the angels of white. You know, it's all right to tell a lie, but if you tell a little white lie, it's all right. Angel food cake, white. Devil's food cake, black. Even in the Holy Quran. Talks about, and on that day, their faces will be black. See, 
and this symbolic language can twist the minds of those who interpret and take the Arabic into English. There should be no discrimination in Islam. Right? But the black man in Islam is always on the bottom. You better accept your own and become who you really are. The gods and the goddesses. All praises due to Allah. Oh, Ramadan. Ramadan. The lifeline to the faithful. Lifeline of the faithful. Ramadan, a time of purification. We need purification, would you agree? Yes, sir. Oh, we do need some purification. Yes, sir. Coming up out of the, the white man's world and still in it, but we got to be like Jesus in it, but not of it. Well, what makes you have the strength to be not of it when you're in the midst in it? You got to have discipline. Hmm? He said he would get all of them except my purified ones. Well, Ramadan is designed to purify the spirit of the believer. It purifies us. Well, how does it do that? Well, we follow the dictates, the guidelines, the rules of fasting in the month of Ramadan, which means the hot months, the passions huh, that we have to deal with on, the, on our day to day to get through Ramadan. But really, we shouldn't stop when Ramadan is over with <laughs> because it feels so good. It feels so good. Now, are you familiar with uh, the process called smelting yes, sir. metals, yes. metallurgy? Yes, sir. Okay. This is when you take steel or iron that you dig out of the earth and you put it in what they call a crucible and you uh, have fire coming into that crucible or in that, into that chamber where what was once solid now becomes liquid. This is how metal is formed. They call it smelting. When the metal is heated it becomes liquefied and from its liquefaction there's a separation that goes on. Are you listening to me? The pure metal is below the impurities that come to the top. It's called dross or slag. Okay? Now, those who are smelting this material, they, they rake off the top. There's a process where the slag is removed. The dross, the impurities of that fine metal is removed like gold or even steel. Hmm? And then in the case of steel, 
There are alloys that are mixed with the steel to make it more stronger. Okay? But in the case of gold, its beauty and function is most uh, attractive in its purity. It is a great conductor. You are like that. The purification during Ramadan is to remove that slag and that dross from our characteristics, from our heart, huh? that makes you not want to have compassion for those that you find in the field, that, that, you've, that the orphan and the needy, the wayfarer, have a known right with the believer. Are you listening? So we have to go through a process. Now in that molten metal, there is a mold that is created. A mold. Then that metal is poured into that mold. It's allowed to cool and when it cools, the mold is removed and now stands a new entity. You and I are that new entity. We are to be poured in the mold of the mind of God. And we are, when we are poured in the mind of God and the, 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 the structure of the mold is, is torn away, then now we are a freestanding body. To exercise the will of God. Ramadan, the lifeline of the faithful. Wherever the orbit, all praises due to Allah. Whenever the orbit of the earth and the cycle of the moon comes into the ninth month of the lunar calendar, the month of Ramadan, it brings two of Allah's greatest blessings. Number one, the fasting in this month. And number two, the celebration of the revelation of the Holy Quran. Ramadan literally means excessive heat. Why is fasting a blessing? Because it unlocks the mysteries of becoming near to Allah. Hmm. Coming near to Allah, acquiring what is called taqwa. Or God consciousness. Well, how do you have that, brother? Well, you are aware of Allah in everything you see, do, touch, smell, taste, hear, feel. The temperature of your body, the way you're standing, the way you're leaning. The texture of the carpet that you're standing on, the feel of your shoes, the feel of your clothes. The blood running through your veins. You are aware of Almighty God. That is God consciousness. Now to stay focused like that, it takes a tremendous amount of discipline. Why? Because there's so many distractions. Man, you got the music going on. You got movies going on. You got pretty ladies going on. Sisters, you got beautiful men going on. You got fancy cars, fancy houses, fancy clothes going on. How do you focus on Allah? Well, you wouldn't be focusing on it if he didn't create it. If he didn't create the material 
for those things to be formed. It's not like Allah uh, fashioned this microphone or, you know, it's not like that. But everything that we get comes from the earth. And everything that is produced comes from the mind of men and women. Is that right? So if God is feeding your mind, then it comes from God. Are you listening? Fasting is a unique form of worship and service to Allah. The greatest form of worship is thought of Allah continually. As we just pointed out, God consciousness or taqwa. In this world of duality, there is the law of exchange. What are you willing to give to be in the company of God himself? Could you live with God? No, really. Do you think you could live with God? I guess we could because he's most merciful and all forgiving. There was a time when God dwelled among us, so teaches the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he had to excuse himself as far as the general public knowing his identity. It was kept among 12 major men who were scientists that controlled aspects of this universe and aspects of our planet. He excused himself because he would have to kill us because of the disrespect we would do unknowingly. You know, we can be disrespectful to someone and not realize it because of our knowledge, not being sensitive enough, not knowing uh, the subtleties and nuances of relationships. We can offend one another. Some people are more um, sensitive than others. Some people you can't hardly say nothing to without them becoming offended. But it's like uh, student minister Abdul Malik Saeed said last Sunday. He said sometimes when we get angry at each other, it's not really that person. It's something that happened to you when you was five and six years old that that person reminds you of and you re-stimulated. And for any conflict, there's always the third party rule. Somebody that you don't see that is urging it on that you don't see. That's the third party rule. But some of us are so sensitive that we can't take nothing without becoming offended. Some things are offensive. So we have to be careful in our interaction with one another. Ramadan helps us to do that. Fasting balances the physical and spiritual needs of we who perform the duties of fasting during the month of Ramadan. Now, in this duality, this world of exchange, what are we willing to give to be in the company of God himself? Do you think you and I could live with him? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he put out a tweet. He says, discipleship costs. Are you willing to pay the price? 
To be a disciple of Jesus, a disciple of Muhammad ibn Abdullah, peace be upon him. To be a disciple of Moses, Marcus Garvey, or any one of our great freedom fighters. To be their disciple, there's a price tag that comes with that. Are you willing to pay it? It might not be just uh, being killed. I say just being killed. When you, when you give your life for something and you're willing to die for it, you don't mind dying. But Allah may allow the enemy to ridicule you and lie on you and try to rob you of the honor that is due to you based on your work. Talking about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He's earned his place in history. He has earned his favor with Almighty God Allah. He's earned that. But, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to him, Brother, you got one more thing to do before you can see me again. Meaning you already saw him. The minister done did everything. <laughs> Million Man March, three world friendship tours, fought the Jews tooth and nail, still fighting them. He's offered an olive branch, a dialogue to sit down and, and prove to me that what you say I am an anti-Semite. Prove that to be true. And they won't come. They want to keep perpetrating the lie and the false propaganda. And then their brother in the media picks it up and says it again. And then they say it over here. And the masses of the people, the 85 percenters, take it as the truth. The poison animal eaters. And that's not necessarily those who are just eating the flesh. You're nursing on false concepts and ideas, which is like spiritual and mental swine. But I ask the question, are the Jews uh, above criticism when they're wrong? They got the whole world thinking that they're God's chosen people. Where they have... <laughs> Uh, stolen our birthright. <laughs> they got the whole world thinking that they were God's chosen people in bondage for 400 years. They never been in no bondage for no 400 years. That's us. That never happened. That is a prophetic picture of the scripture that points to you and I. We are that peculiar people, brothers and sisters. I mean, it's almost like we are a whole new people. A whole new people. Ramadan. The lifeline of the faithful. In Ramadan, brothers and sisters, there are certain things that we do and certain things we do not. We don't 
eat or drink anything during the daylight hours. We don't have sexual relations with our spouses during the daylight hours. Now, that does not mean that you cannot rinse your mouth out. The minister said you should not put one drop of water in your mouth to swallow. <laughs> to swallow. <laughs> if I may, I'll, I'll take the liberty right there, Brother Minister. To swallow. Because you rinse your mouth out when you ablute. Is that right? But you don't swallow it. You rinse it out, you spit it out. Okay, now. What about cloves in the mouth? Well, don't swallow the juices. You all right? The reading of the Holy Quran. One thirtieth per day. Very important. Sister Minister pointed that out. It gives us the understanding because when we read the Quran, you know, you know, the Quran says, this is a clear book. <laughs> when I first started reading the Quran, it wasn't clear to me. I couldn't understand it. I had to get the context of what it's dealing with. Some of it is prophetic. Some of it is historical. And some of it is talking about our man, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and some of it is talking about Minister Farrakhan, and some of it is talking about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Certain things to look for, for instance, in the battle of Badr, or no, of Ahud, where the archers left their positions. They were instructed to not leave their positions and don't take any spoils of war. But they left their positions and left a gap or a flank open where the prophet himself was wounded. Well, how does that apply to us today? Well, we have to work to take care of ourselves, our families, our children. But you can't give all of your time to the enemy. That's right. That's right. We were just talking in the office, Brother uh, Student Minister Joel and Sister Aisha, we were talking. And Brother Joel was talking about how they used to push in here going door to door here establishing Phoenix. We did the same thing in Los Angeles. Where you go door to door. I mean, I always had a, a job. Well, not always, but most of the time. But I always, when I got off work, I was pushing the program. My Saturdays was for Muhammad. All day long. All day long. Papers, pies, fish. Okay. My children used to hate to go with me, Sister Aisha. Because <laughs> they say, you talk too much. You be in there talking all the time. We sitting in the car. 
But you have to build relationships with That's the people. Right. You have to build relationships. So the reading of the Quran is very, very important. To gain total results from fasting, we must discipline all of ourselves. We must watch what we listen to. You can't listen to filthy music and be on Ramadan. You break in your God consciousness. You can't be looking at porn. Pornography. Naked men and women. And be on Ramadan. Allah is not with that. You can't watch certain movies. In fact, we should try to refrain from television as much as we can. I'm not saying don't watch the news or a documentary or one of your programs that you like. But don't overdo it. And keep up prayer during the month of Ramadan. Now, fasting is divided into two kinds. Fard, the obligatory fast, and Tatau, the non-obligatory fast. The obligatory fast is categorized as three kinds. Fasting in the month of Ramadan, fasting to expiate for religious offenses. See, if you break your, you break your fast one day, you can, you can make that up. Okay, and then fasting fulfill a vow. Do you know that if you break your word, if you break your word, according to the Holy Quran, you should fast for three days for expiation with Allah? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, have you not learned that your word shall be bond and bond is life? And you should be willing to give your life before your word shall fail? That's the Quran. Critics of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that don't really understand say that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't teach the Quran. No, he taught the Quran. But little is it that they mind. (laughs) Of the three, fasting in the month of Ramadan is the most important. The reading and the study of the Quran helps us. It feeds our souls and blesses us with the understanding of the divine scripture. Our faith must be increased. Ramadan acts as a lifeline for the faithful believers who pray, fast, and do good. Okay? Random acts of kindness giving a person some charity that's out there with a sign. I try to give to the brothers, you know. That's a random act of kindness. And you don't have to go around telling everybody what you're doing. It's what's called secret charity, where it's you and Allah, you know. 
Now, there's a hadith that says, He who does not desist from obscene language and acting obscenely during the, during the period of fasting, Allah has no need that he did not eat or drink. So, if you're on the month of Ramadan, we should not use foul language. Otherwise, you break your Ramadan and Allah don't need you to be fasting if you're going to do that. Go on and eat. Because you're not on Ramadan. <laughs> go, on, go on and eat and drink and be merry. Because you're not on Ramadan using foul language. But getting deeper is the thoughts. It's the thoughts. See, because Jesus said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Is that right? Our faith must be increased. Ramadan acts as a lifeline for the faithful. Faith is the element that transformed the ordinary vibration of thought created by finite man into the spiritual equivalent. Faith is the eternal elixir that gives life, power, and action to the impulse of thought. Faith is the element, the chemical, that when mixed with prayer gives one direct communication with Allah's infinite intelligence. He knows us. He, Allah, knows our hidden thoughts. And it is foolish to think that you or I can hide from Allah. We can fool ourselves, but we can't fool him. Fasting is for Allah. Nobody knows if you're fasting but you and Allah. We in here together, oh, I'm fasting. Assalamu alaikum, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem. <laughs> Okay, did you get it home? Oh shoot! Oh shoot! I think I'm getting a headache. I need to, I need to take a, I need to take an aspirin or something. But I gotta drink something to take the aspirin. So, uh, Allah, Allah, forgive me. <laughs> Deceptive intelligence, rationalizing disobedience to God. Hmm. Have that kind of faith that would propel us into obedience. Now, during the first 40 years of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's mission, he gave us December to fast in. Is that right? We were given Islam on a gradient, right? Now, December are the shortest days of the year. So he didn't just drop us into the month of Ramadan, mainlining Islam under Ramadan. No, he said no. He gave us December. The shortest day of the year is December 21st. So he allowed us to go through December, which 
is the month that the Holy Quran, or I should say Ramadan is the month that the Holy Quran was revealed in. But December allowed us as new Muslims to be able to complete our fast and feel good about ourselves on our path of growth and development in Islam. He taught us to eat one meal a day. So the fast of Ramadan wasn't so hard because we were already supposed to be eating one meal a day. That one meal a day gave us the discipline to be able to go through no food, no drink, no relationships. And eventually we would get into the higher realms of discipline and guard against the, the kind of music, the kind of movies, the kind of scenarios that we put ourselves in that could that could break our Ramadan. But it was a gradient level that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad used to take us into fasting during the month of Ramadan. He said, food to our stomach is like a drip of water on a stone or a piece of iron. Eventually, the drip will wear out the iron or the stone. Food in your stomach is the same way. It will wear us down. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, stop, stop digging your grave with your teeth. What we eat keeps us here. What we eat takes us away. We have to be disciplined, brothers and sisters. Now, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad only went to the fourth grade. He didn't make this up. He didn't make this up. He submitted to the Lord of the worlds. He submitted his mind, his will, his everything to this man who was a mysterious man that came into North America by himself. He studied us for 20 years and went to the colleges and universities of America. He studied all over the world and searched the world for you and me. Well, you say, if you say he's God, why do he have to search for us? Why didn't he already know? Well, scriptures had to be fulfilled. He searched for us, the lost sheep. Why is sheep, uh, why are we styled as a sheep? Sheeps are a humble animal. Sheeps are easily led. Huh? And we are easily led in the wrong direction and hard to lead in the right direction. We in the scripture are considered hard-headed, stiff-necked, and rebellious. It's hard to get black men and women to come up to, to understand that doing for self is not like doing for your slave master. 
You're not used to a black man or woman being in charge of your organization. So you reject black authority because the self-hatred that was placed in us as a people, we still have residuals on that. So we have to fight hard during this month of Ramadan to increase the love, increase the self-peace and the peace among ourselves in order to grow into the gods that we are to be. The gods of the universe. Now, God in man, Allah in the person of Master Fard Muhammad, he came by himself. He taught in Detroit, Michigan, and raised up 25,000. <clears throat> Gave them holy names. Yes. Names like Kareem and Hassan and Sharif. Names that their forefathers wore. And he would go to them with silks. Saying that this is what your, your people wore in their original land. And it began to spark the attention of our people where they would want to learn more about this uh, this teaching in our history and he would begin to teach and he would teach and he would teach and he opened up a ministry class and he said that uh, you all have chosen your you all have made your choice now I'll make mine he said Elijah yeah you Elijah back there brother Kareem come from behind the, the sycamore tree and he brought him up front and he put his arm around him and he said this is my minister this is my minister and he put him on a mission the Honorable Elijah Muhammad could never catch him sleeping he taught him night and day for three and a half years the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that he would try to find him sleeping. He would look in the, the, the door was closed where Master Farad Muhammad was. And he would look through the keyhole and try to catch him sleeping or see what he was doing. And the Savior was in there looking back at him. <laughs> he said, come on in, Elijah. You know, the Quran says, I just read that slumber um, overtakes him not. Hmm? He knows what is before them and what is behind them. And they encompass nothing of his knowledge except what he pleases, what he allows them to know. Now look at this. He comes July 1930. In 1930, the planet Pluto or Platoon was discovered. The smallest planet in our solar system to make up nine planets, right, that represent, I mean, it's small, but it receives light from the sun. 
and the sun hits the equator and makes it spin at the same rate of speed than all the other planets are from Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, uh, uh, Saturn, Jupiter, all of them are spinning at the same rate. Well, how is that? Well, it's the same way that gravity works. You could have two different objects, different weight, different sizes, different colors, and if they're at the same plane and you drop them at the same time, they will hit the floor at the exact same time. That is the law of gravity. That is the law of equality. So this planet that was found, God's messenger, is styled as that little planet that was away from the east, away from the sun. The sun is the light of the universe. God's wisdom is the light of the world. So when God chooses his messenger, he's in the furthest part, he's in the west, way away from the seat of Mecca, way away from the east, fulfilling the scripture in Matthew, as lightning shineth from the east, even into the west, so shall the coming of the son of man be. And wheresoever the carcass is, Wheresoever the eagles are gathered together, that's where the carcass will be. We are the carcass. We are the ones that was destroyed, robbed, deaf, dumb, and blind. We are the shell of a people that we once were. We were the pyramid builders. Now we're the project dwellers. We were the first and now we have become the last. We are the brunt of the jokes. We are the ones that the white devils are killing day in and day out. We are the ones our women are being shot down for nothing. And we standing around taking photos of it. It's good that it's recorded. But it would be better if something was done on the spot. You don't you don't get a chance sometimes to think about what you're going to do. You have to act. You have to act. So brothers and sisters, as I bring this to a close, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan <clears throat> is a tremendous servant of God. A tremendous person of obedience and sacrifice. He is the fulfillment of the Jesus of the scriptures and really much more than that. If you understand and watch the minister, you know, some of the critics say, well, uh, the minister must be uh, CIA because he ain't dead yet. Well, why don't you say the minister is backed by God? That's why he ain't dead yet. You, uh, you following the wrong line. <laughs> you following the wrong line. <laughs> Let me share this as I conclude. Life is constant. Life is constant. 
Life for the saint and the prophet is the same for Satan and his devils. The difference is their perspective on how it is used. The one turns life into a heaven and the other into a hell. There are two attitudes. One is all right and one is all wrong. One will use the life force for good and one will use it for evil. The mastery of life comes from the realization that right and wrong are made by man's own actions and attitude to life. And then right and wrong, good and bad, will be his slaves because one knows that it is in his power to turn the one into the other. This teaches us that duality is a universal principle. This principle shows us that opposites exist in every thought and action. The thought that wins is the idea that is the strongest in force to eliminate any other idea or random thoughts that come up in one's mind. That's the one that, that wins. In every just thing, something unjust is hidden. In every bad thing, something good is also there. Love is the divine essence in the human being, which is the creative force of Allah. The servants of God are air, earth, water, fire. These are living entities, a part of life, but not as great as human life. Are you listening? Allah gives life to us and the potential power to master self and life. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us on being selfless and the principles of self-denial. And to deny oneself is to evolve past oneself. He who wants anything becomes smaller than the things that he wants. He who gives away anything is greater than the thing that he or she gives away. That's why it's better to give than receive. Because the moment you give it away, you have grown past that object that you give away. The Quran explains this principle by saying, don't turn ruin, don't ruin your charity with reproach. We have the power to change our values and the importance we place on things. The toys we played with as a child don't have much value today because we've outgrown and evolved to a higher understanding. Therefore, the child that cried for the toy grew to give that same toy away. All things in a person's hold are not really his or her own. Although for the moment, we think so. When we lose them, we then realize those things were not really ours. The Bible teaches that we shall see signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And on earth, the distress of nations as means hearts fail them with fear because of what they see coming up on the earth. The sea and the waves roaring today. This heart failure is because the people refuse to submit. You won't do Allah's will, so Allah is negating your will. And when he negates your and my will, that causes 
us to grieve because we are suffering loss now. Why should you lose? You are being, you are being canceled out by a superior will. And that is the will of Allah God coming through the Mahdi, Master Far Muhammad himself. Allah put on the clothing, the cloak of flesh and blood. Prepare me a body that I might go down to see if their suffering is all that I have heard. Yes, he has come in person. A living human being. He hears, he sees, he grieves. His love and mercy endures forever. He is the supreme being. Ye are all gods, children of the most high God. He is the most high God. His wisdom and power to execute his will is in full effect. He is master of cause and effect. He is the great, the Mahdi, Master Far Muhammad. He comes to make all things new, a new heaven and a new earth, and the former things will pass away. He raises one and teaches him and missions him for 40 years. That man fulfills what is written of Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. That man is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad who is raised and exalted to the position of the living Christ. That Christ anoints a man to sit in his seat as father over the nation while he's gone. This man I speak of is known as the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. Farrakhan is a young God who calls into existence visioned reality as he raises and elevates the thinking capabilities of the nation with special emphasis on the black woman. The Messiah is a person, a human, a man, wiped over with oil, oil meaning wisdom from Almighty God Allah, Mahdi, the self-guided one who guides others, raised him, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad by degrees, out of the 104 books of his assignment, the Holy Quran was and is the best. He anointed his servants that they, that he might guide us into God's path. Brothers and sisters, thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. May Allah bless us with the light of understanding as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Praises be to Allah.